Give me a thumbs up. Nice. All right. Yeah, so I have like 30 pages of notes. So it should, we should be going maybe 13, 14 minutes. We'll see. But, <laughs> um, but I'm just, I was asking the Holy Spirit today to speak. Because I'm like, every time I get up here, I'm like, Lord, no matter what I comes, whatever the words come out of my mouth, I just pray that the Holy Spirit speaks whatever he needs to speak to you in this moment today. So, yeah. So anyway, so what I want to talk about today is being comfortable. And as we all know, this is a secondary issue. It's not like your salvation is hinged upon how comfortable you are in life or whatever. It's a secondary issue. And what I just want is for people to form their your own convictions about um, life and being comfortable and what that means. So I'll also say that comfort is can be interpreted in a couple different ways. What I'm meaning by comfort today is really like our Christianity, how comfortable are we in how we're living life and not so much like um, persecution or suffering or anything like that. Like um, it can be interpreted like the, I was looking at the scripture in fir- uh, Second Corinthians where he's talking about the God of comfort and all that stuff. That's that's not really the comfort I'm talking about. I'm more talking about like um, how like how I'm living out Christianity and how comfortable I am in that. So and there's no shame in how you're. There's no shame in your message. Like however comfortable you are, is I'm not placing judgments on anyone. I'm just um, it was something I, that's been on my heart and I'm just going to share a little bit about that. So. Um, so anyway, so a few years ago, uh, probably 2015, right about when you ca- you came back around, um, I started feeling just unrest and discontentment in my heart about how comfortable I, like how I've been, not so much like, I already defined that, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. So how comfortable I am in like my Christianity, how how uh, how I spend my time, how I serve, um, how I'm like studying and stuff like that. So a few years ago, I've been I was really like starting to get this like unsettledness in my in my heart about it. I'm like, man, like there's got to be so much more to God than what I've experienced, and I'm like trying to figure out how that plays out, and I'm like. I'm realizing that I, most of the time when God moves or you see God show up is in times of like need or like you're just crying out to God for something. And at my time in my life then I'm like, I have every, so much of it, like living in America, there it's inevitable that we will have more than enough to live. We don't need God for, um, to heal us much. We have doctors, we have hospitals, we don't need God for supernatural provision because most of the time we have food, shelter, clothing, right? Like the three basic necessities in life. So it's like, man, I have everything I need. How am I going to, how do I like reconcile this with like wanting God to move miraculously and acutely in my life? So I started thinking about that a lot. Um, 
and shortly after that time, I had an opportunity to go to New York for the first time to serve as street life ministries. I'm like, surely this will be like a time where I'll get out of my comfort zone in Christianity and be able to like see God move. And that obviously, when you're out on the streets of New York, like trying to preach the gospel to people, that is extremely uncomfortable. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like in that, like it's not a huge thing, but for a first time like missions trip, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like way out of my comfort zone right now. And you see God move in those situations. And that's where like a lot of growth takes place. So, um, and then short, and like a year fast forward, a few, like a few mission trips later or whatever, I get to go to Haiti. And I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome because this is like going into a situation where you're like, these people need God so bad. And I was really excited about that. So we went and, uh, you just get to experience, like, God in different ways because um, you're, like, uncomfortable is what I'm getting at. It's like you get into these situations where you're uncomfortable, but God shows up in these different ways, and he moves, like, in a different way than how he would move if you were just living life comfortably. Um, so let's get into some some scripture here. Um, so being a Christian is by nature uncomfortable, right? Um, the entire book of First Peter is all about being uncomfortable, suffering, basically. Um, but some, some key parts of being a Christian are, um, I've got a list here, so go go right through it. Um, denying yourself, Matthew 16, 24, it says to deny yourself. And that's talking about just like having discipline to deny yourself, you know, good things in life that are, um, you've chosen to deny for the sake of the gospel. He tells us to take up our cross in Luke 14, 27. That's putting to death your old nature, how you want to live. Like your flesh just wants to flesh out and do whatever it wants and like, um, just live without law or structure or anything. Um, in John 15, 20 and second Timothy three twelve, he says, uh, be subject to persecution. That is like a promise from God that <laughs> we will be persecuted for his name, which is an amazing thing, but a hard thing at the same time. Um, Luke 9.58 says we'll have to give up the comforts of home. Um, you know, there was uh, that story in the, in the Gospels about that guy that's like, let me go, you know, take care of my family first before I come and follow you. And, and Jesus says, no. Leave everything behind. Um, in Luke nine fifty nine to sixty two and fourteen twenty six, he says to forsake the priority of family. It's similar to what I was just talking about. Um, Matthew nineteen twenty one and Luke fourteen thirty three. You must be willing to give up all your material possessions. How hard is that? That's something I've been dealing with a lot lately. Just like not being so attached material things as we prepare probably in the next few months or so to start having children. Amen. Um, well, I'm, I'm really like preparing myself because of the this attachment to like material things and comfort. And I'm like, man, I better not have any attachment to like my TV or like 
I know, exactly. I'm like, man, anything that I have that's nice, I like really need to detach that from my heart because um, it's just, yeah, when you have kids, you're just like, you're gonna, I'm going to be put in this uncomfortable situation where I lose my independence, I lose like, um, you know, stuff gets smashed and stuff like that. I, I just like, it's not, you can't, or what? Oh, yes, there's going to be sticky stuff everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a trial. So, like, that's such a great, like, analogy. Yeah, it's wisdom, seriously. So I'm like, oh, I cannot be comforted by material possessions because I would just lose my mind, if you know, especially with having kids. And uh, Galatians 2.20 says to be crucified with Christ. Um so, like, there's all these examples in describing being a Christian that is extremely uncomfortable. And I will say that um, also is saying that there is so much scripture about enjoying life, being comfortable, being content in, in a little and a lot. You know, Philippians 4, 11 and 12, he's, he learned how to be content and not having a lot and also with having a ton. So, and... Um, yeah, let me also read Ecclesiastes 3, 12, and 13, because I just want to make sure that we're clear on um, that enjoying life and things is not a bad thing. So Ecclesiastes 3, 12, and 13 says... I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and enjoy the good life. It is also the gift of God where whenever anyone eats, drinks, and enjoys all his efforts. I know that God, sorry, that's uh, too far. So those two verses right there just say it's a gift from God to enjoy life. So it is not a bad thing to be comfortable, to enjoy life, to um, have, you know, fun and in America, we have so many like luxuries that other countries don't have. So, um, I just want to emphasize that that enjoying life and having comfort is not a bad thing. But I believe that uncomfort leads to transformation. Having like unc like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, whether it's intentionally or not, will always lead to change and transformation. C.S. Lewis says, "I didn't go to religion to make me happy." I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. So that kind of tells you like how Christianity should be should be lived out. It's not like something that we do to feel warm and gooey inside, you know. It's it's you're putting your you're d choosing to live a lifestyle that's by nature uncomfortable. That's putting yourself to death. That's putting um, God before yourself. Um, and I'll also say that I, uh, that I think that we're always to be led by the spirit and our convictions and that's true. So what I was talking about with my life was, uh, the spirit had been speaking to me to like, to, I was just feeling this discontentment, like I said, about being comfortable as a single, at the time, a single person with a really good job and, um, lived in a nice house with some friends and everything. And like, I had everything I needed, like there was this no, I didn't need God in the sense of like um, to 
give him opportunity to move in my life. So I'm like, man, how do I, how do I do this? And so I started putting myself, I personally put started putting myself in uncomfortable situations intentionally, so that I could grow and be transformed by, um, by God doing that stuff in my life. So, um, so I, ha- I printed out eight questions kickstart your conviction levels on <laughs> on uh, comfort. So these are just like challenging questions that I found online. Um, I believe they're, uh, I'm referencing material from Brett McCracken um, just for the recording. This is not my own. Um, these are all paraphrased in my own words actually, but the eight questions were taken from someone else. So just for the recording's sake. Um, but anyway, so number one big one. Is there friction between your Christianity and politics? So is there friction, is there a discrepancy whether you're a Democrat <laughs> or, <laughs> or a Republican? You know, if you're one or the other, e- it doesn't matter which. Is there, um, is there some just friction in your life between what you believe as a Christian and in politics. You know, there should never be like a perfect alignment with um, how your, what your theology is and what government is doing. There should always be, you know, Hudson, uh, Wesley's brother said something one time that was really awesome. He was like, man, I'll believe God's doing something when a prophetic voice rises up from the opposite political party that I'm a part of and like starts prophesying or whatever so it's just like kind of like a you know just a uh, what do you call a litmus test something like that just to kind of see where you stand at you know is there friction between what you believe and political parties both of them or any of them number two do you have unanswered questions about theology if you don't that means you're too comfortable. If you are uncomfortable in your Christianity, you will have questions, unanswered questions about theology. And that one, like, really hit home for me because I was like, man, there are so many things that I wonder about. Like you were saying this morning, like, creation. Like, why the heck does the earth look 8 million years old when... He said, you know, if you're, you know, there's two parties of whether you believe in old earth or new earth creation, there's two different things there. But it's like those questions, you're like, man, why this and why that? And like, are there unanswered questions in your theology? And if there are, then that is a great thing. It means you're still growing, you're still transforming, you're uncomfortable with what God does. If you're comfortable with, with everything God has done, there's something wrong there. Number three, are people surprised to learn you're a Christian? If the, yeah, exactly. That's great, Jay. I'm glad you didn't say yes. Because if they are surprised to learn you're a Christian, that probably means you're living too much like they are. And they're not questioning like, oh, man, there's something different about you. So it is a good thing for people not to be surprised because we should be living such a different way, such a uncomfortable way of life that people are like, man, I'm just not surprised that you're a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Oh, gosh, the offense. So, number four, do you think about Sunday sermons throughout the week? Do you just listen to our message on Sunday and then go about your week and then never think about it again? Or do you allow those words to sink in? Not that it's about us, like it's never about us, but it's about, okay, what's God speaking? And do you think about that during the week and do you challenge yourself to um, apply those things to your life throughout the week? Now we're getting into some good ones. Number five, do people at your church annoy you? If not, you are too comfortable. Did that compute? If you are living an uncomfortable Christianity, a great Christian, uncomfortable, awesome Christianity, people at church should annoy you because you're going deep enough where true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. It's about depth of relationship. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about uncomfort in a good way. So we're saying that when you go deep with people, you love them so much more. But because, yeah, because you have that depth of relationship, there are also things you see that are like, man, that's kind of annoying, but. I love them, so that's fine. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every, it's ev- yeah, it's like everything. The the deeper, whoa, there's a horse right there. That's huge. Jay, your prophetic vision just came true. What? We have, we have prophetic animals at our church all the time. Snapping turtles, turkeys, horses. It's amazing. (laughs) It's crazy. I know. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was a that was a serious bunny trail or horse trail. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So yeah. So I'm saying like. With anything, like the deeper you go with anything, there's always good things. There's always with gifts, right? Amazing gifts that people have. There's always a dark side of the gift. So just like in what I mean when I explain that now, actually, (laughs) the dark side of the gift. Like say someone is super. I'm gonna use you as an example. Prophetically, like anointed worship leader. That's an awesome gift. But if you're in, say, a structured situation where you're like. Um, say you have like 20 minutes to do worship and you need to like hear a bunch of songs or whatever. If you're like a super flowy prophetic person, that's not always going to work for you. So there's like this dark side to, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yep. So anyway, so that's all I'm trying to say. I hope there was no one that was, yeah, thinking like, man, I don't want to be annoying to people, but I'm saying it's a good thing. Like the deeper we go with each other the more uncomfortable we're going to get. 
and uh, we're also going to love each other more, but also have things that annoy each other. So hopefully I'm annoying someone at some point soon. <laughs> Good. All right, number six. Do you feel challenged ever, or are you only affirmed? Always. Are we always just being encouraged and affirmed at church or with each other, or are we being challenged? That's good, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be challenged always with from each other, from what God's doing. There's, you know, there's endless affirmation in, in God and spirit, and um, he's always affirming us, but he will challenge us as well in our lives. Um how we're living, how we're loving one another. Um, so you should feel challenged all the time, as well as being affirmed always at the same time. Number seven, have you ever had a conflict with a fellow Christian? If not, you probably live in too comfortably. So that's a huge one, I think, with relationships that I've learned over the last, like, only in the last, like, five years or so that conflict is good I lived like my first up until the point of being a Christian that conflict was a bad thing like when you're in a relationship like you never want never want to fight you never want to have conflict it's literally like this thing that's unheard of to for all of my circles and before I was a Christian is that conflict is bad and it's like blows my mind it blew my mind when I was like I started seeing the results of like conflict resolution and um, working those things out among people is like, man, when you have conflict and you go through these really uncomfortable times, like with your spouse or whoever, you're like, oh man, this is really uncomfortable and I hate it, but you get through it and your relationships are stronger after. And numero ocho, number eight, would your church family be able to recognize growth in your life? Is there tangible, um, visual growth in your life that's being able to be seen by other people, other believers? Like, am I able to look at, I, I know, I was thinking this morning about this one, and I'm like, Marie, I can tangibly see a huge change in your life from the time that we showed up here in May till now. Like, there are so many things that I can think of that have put you, like, out of your comfort zone and, like, You've just stepped out so many times, and like I, I kn can tell you're uncomfortable, and but you're like, ah, I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't care. <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know what's down there, but I'm gonna jump. <laughs> you know, like those type of situations, and it's it's so good. So like it's it's good to be able to recognize growth in other people, and you know that like causes me to like think even this is this is for myself. Like mostly what I'm talking about is just like man, I hope people are seeing change in me and if I were ever to ask someone I'm hoping that someone would be like oh, I've seen you grow in this way or that or whatever whether it's small or big um, we always want to be changing and transforming into the likeness of God and um, which brings me to my last point here this last uh, quote I read was just really kind of sums up the message and um, just super good so the whole point of this message summed up in this little thing. Uncomfortable Christianity leads to life and transformation. It leads us to rely on God and not on ourselves. To serve rather than to be served. To live lives marked by sacrifice. 
that leads us to do hard things, to embrace hard truths, to do life with hard people for the sake and glory of the one who died for us. It may be uncomfortable, but it'll be worth it. On the other side of discomfort is delight in Christ. Amen.